go. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to Mouthpiece. This is the podcast that is raw, real, and uncut. I'm your host, Manny C. And welcome to another episode of Mouthpiece, where we talk to very interesting individuals, individuals that are, you know, just have a story that needs to be told. A story that, honestly, you're going to learn a lot from. Um, people that, you know, have a good heart, have a good soul, have a good mind. And I mean, that description fits you well, Victor, my friend, Canon Pastor. Um, you know, we've been talking for a while now, yeah. you know, and, and I'm I'm really happy that I got to meet you because you're someone that essentially is super interesting, man. Like your your story, your past, your present, I think it's something that really impacted me when we got to, you know, conversate and we got to pretty much go into the nitty gritty of, you know, your background. And um, I know we're going to talk about that a little bit more as we go into But go ahead, sir. Go ahead and introduce hey, yourself, Victor. How you doing? Manny, thank you so much and uh, for inviting me again to uh, be able to share my story. And uh, maybe somebody can relate or maybe somebody's mind will be open to hearing um, a different point of view. And, and uh, to me, this means a lot. I, I, I can't even put in, into words mm-hmm. uh, my gratitude because, um, I mean... Not not too many people are open to hearing it. Right. Not too many people are are open to um, uh, just hearing from a different perspective from somebody's experience and to be able to to just let it sink in for for a little bit. You right. Know? But you know what what you're bringing here to the community for them to, to just kind of hear and listen and, and just let it sink in and resonate for a little bit before mm-hmm. they make a, a a judgment or a you know, whatever kind of criticism, mm-hmm. you know. So when you invited me, you know, I was like, you know, why not? Why not start somewhere? You right. Know? Um, and being able to share my story with, you know, with people, you know, I mean, whether Spanish or English, man, you know, let's do it. You know, let's exactly let's do what we we can do to be of a blessing to our community. And yeah. Especially those that are going to be driving, you know, or they're going to be going through some kind of personal experience themselves, mm-hmm. you know, and they're going to be able to hear you know, what we're going to share today, bro. Yeah. So, gracias, bro. Hey, and, you know, you know welcome. Yeah. Welcome. And, and I mean, I think you mentioned a word that that's going to be a subject, which is yeah. controversy. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, we're going to talk about, a lot of people don't know, but we're going to talk about, Victor, you're a former pastor, and at the same time, you are a, um, you know, an active consumer of cannabis. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I've learned, I educated mm-hmm. myself not to call it marijuana, because I grew up yeah. calling it marijuana, right? And, and that word for marijuana, what it is, it has a very got a negative, stigmatized stigma, yeah. connotation, mm-hmm. right? Marijuana, which is like wild weed, pretty much that that, yeah. that term came from Mexico, came right. to the United States where a lot of minorities consumed it and it was stigmatized because of it. Yeah, You know what I mean? And, and so it, it's stigmatized, but... It's controversy because you are a former pastor and you have a close relationship with God, and we talk about that too. Yeah. And and to me, it's like interesting because, of course, a lot of people are going to start judging. Yeah. You know, but what do you what do you mean? Nah, that's, how can he be a pastor? How can he this and this and that? How can he have a relationship with God? Yeah. And it's really the lack of education and the lack of knowledge. Um, but I want to dive into that in regards to first and foremost being a former pastor. You know, I come from a background when I used to go to church a lot as well. Um, you know, in religion, respect to everyone that has their own beliefs and religion and stuff like that. But personally, I feel like I kind of evolved from that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that that religion for me in regards to knowing Jesus was a stepping stone. It was a door that I had to walk through mm-hmm. to learn more about God. Because as right. we know, God is bigger mm-hmm. than just a religion. Mm-hmm. God is bigger than just a, a dogma. God is, I mean, he says his ways are not our ways and our thoughts are not his yeah. thoughts. So yeah. 
that kind of is leading me deeper into knowing him and then meeting you yeah. is a validation because it's like, man, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's always thinking about God in, in outside the box, not inside the box. Because yeah. inside the box, we tend to get lost and be in our own little bubble. But tell me a little bit about your spiritual walk, man. How did you become a pastor in the first place? How did I become a pastor? Do you pastor? have a calling? You know, I, I believe I've always had a calling in my life. Mm -hmm. And um, I my mother raised us, you know, my mom and dad. We immigrated from Mexico in uh, 1978. And I was three years old at the time. And um, um, my dad was the first one to get, you know, he converted into being a Christian. You know, he got baptized, um, you know, the whole process. My mom uh, was in Mexico. You know, my dad sent for us. We, we came over here, you know, making the long story short. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, um, you know, my mom, when she fell in love with God, when she had her encounter with Jesus, you know, her spiritual encounter, she fell in love with, with that experience. And... Um, she always prayed for us and, you know, wanting the best for us, you know, for her kids. There's four boys and a girl, mm -hmm. and my sister's the oldest, you know. Um, and right now we have um, my oldest brother's a pastor. He's a, he was a former bishop of the state of Washington, you know, um, in the organization that we belong to and grew up. Um, and I was a pastor, too. I went to college. I got my degree in psychology, got my master's degree in, um, in teaching, uh, with my concentration in psychology. Um, and then I, I felt the calling all my life. My mom had always prayed for you know, my sons to be evangelists, pastors, teachers, whatever, you know, of the gospel. Mm -hmm. okay? And that's, that's when I began to just say, you know what, God, here I am. And the, the church that I was uh, attending was a, a predominant uh, Anglo mm -hmm. uh, and English church, and they needed a Spanish pastor. You know, they because they there was more Spanish people coming through, and he he didn't he never asked me. You know, do you want a pastor? You know, um, you know, have you gone to a seminary? No, you know, it was all just the calling from God. You know, when right. you you already grew up in church, you Sunday school, you know, in church, and then you have all day church on Sunday. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. Monday night prayer, Tuesday, you know. Um, choir practice, Wednesday yeah. prayer service. Bro, I feel yeah. like you had my schedule too, man. They copied him. <laughs> so that's, yeah, so yeah. I grew, that's how hardcore we grew up in right, church. Right. So, and we were all, for the most part, were musicians in the church. So mm -hmm. I grew up playing the guitar, my brother's the bass, and then my other brothers like the drums and trumpet and stuff like that. So uh, we were in it, you know, because this is what we were raised in. Right. You know, and I mean, we didn't know any other life. Outside of this, so um, fast forward now, you know, I I'm pastoring for ten years, and I get sick in 2009. Mm. You know, I had seen some symptoms, you know, and um, a cough, a wheeze, and headaches. Um, so for like two, three years, I was getting medication. Me está mandando like uh, oxycodone, per mm -hmm. Percocet. Uh, like heavy drugs, you know, for the, the discomfort that I was feeling in my body. Okay? Right. They were doing blood tests, todo, you know. And when they hit me, you know, I, it was so late, you know, I, I became blind in both of my eyes. I, I developed um, blood clots in the retina of my eyes. Oh, wow. So I, I couldn't see for like eight months. I was, you know, like I, I, I could only see stuff that was bright on, on, my, on my peripherals. Mm. And, um, you know, the doctors, when I got admitted into the hospital, you know, they said, you know, Mr. Calderon, you know, um, we're going to have to do some tests, bone marrow biopsies, you know, 
all these things. And then to come to find out, they said, you know, um, you have leukemia, you know, so. Oh, wow. You know, that's, that's heavy news right there. Yeah, so. How did that feel, man, when someone told you you have leukemia? Like, that's pretty much almost you take it yeah, to the other side. You have cancer. You have cancer, and what you have is hairy cell leukemia, you know. So I was like, I mean, the first thing I heard was like that, you know, that flat line. Mm -hmm. <laughs> dee, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Dee, it's just a flat line in there. Crazy. Uh, um, that's where I asked myself, or I told myself, this is a matter of life and death. Yeah. You were a little bit more conscientious of your, your mortality. Yeah. This is a matter of life and death. And you're going to have to choose right now. Oh, wow. So all these, the doctor's talking to me and saying all this stuff. I don't even hear what she's saying, bro. I mean, no lip, I mean I, I'm only reading her lips and, because I'm, I'm hearing that flat line and I'm having that battle in me. And I can't see. Okay. So as I'm struggling, just, you know, my mind, and I can hear people talking and stuff like that, but I'm... You know, I'm just mm -hmm. in awe, you know, just freaked out. But I, I told myself, you know, from here, you're going to see your daughter graduate from high school. You're going to see your daughter get married. You're going to, Vic, you're going to have to, you know, levantate. You know, you're going to have to do whatever it takes. Levantate el espíritu. No, don't think on death. Mm. You know, and, and that's really what happened, bro. So um, it, time went by and, 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 um, about three months went by in my phlebotomist, bro, um, that I was going to get my blood checks for my, um, for my blood count. Right. She said, you know, hey, Vic, uh, how you doing? I said, I'm doing whatever, you know. And she says, you know, sweetheart, you know, I, ha I haven't seen any improvement in you, but would you be open to um, an alternative? That's how she coined it, uh, yeah, an alternative. Yeah, yeah, would you be open to an, an alternative medicine, you know, for, you know. And I'm like, you know, I'm at the point where at this point, I'll try anything. If it's going to be, you know, natural or you know, whatever, and it's going to help me out because I've already tried what the doctors were giving me and it wasn't working, bro. You know, so they were giving me all these other the drugs that were affecting my kidneys, my liver, my pancreas, you know, my other organs. Okay. And... When you get hit with radiation or with chemo, mm -hmm. I mean, your organs start to shut down. Right. Because chemo kills the good cells and the bad everything. cells, right? Yeah, it just so, destroys everything yeah, across the board. It destroys everything. So um, when the phlebotomist says, are you open to it? I said, yeah, you know, I got nothing to lose. What did you think? What did she mean by alternative? Yeah. Like, well, that was the thing. Like, well, what do you mean, Shana? She says, um, a shout out to Shana, by the way. She's mm -hmm. the one that introduced me to the medical side of cannabis. There you go. And I am forever grateful to her that, that she would even risk telling right. me there in that, in, a, in her situation, in her environment. Right. You're not supposed to offer any. Right. Yeah, you feel yeah. because yeah, it's all that stuff, voodoo, all that, whatever. Yeah, so... When she did, you know, I, I'm like, you know what? She wants to see me live, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, she told me, you know, there's a study being done by the University of Washington, you know, and I think that you should check it out. And, you, you know, it's not going to cost you anything. And, you know, see what it can do, you know, and read up on this. And she gave me all this information to read up on. So I, I studied it. You know, I, I looked up, you know, Rick Simpson oil, you know, what, who created it and why. Mm -hmm. you know, and You're already a scholar before, you know what I mean. So you, yeah, I like to you like to study yeah, yeah. and get into the nitty gritty. Yeah, just the fact, to. just to put it in my two cents, the fact that I was going through the UW as a case yeah. study, legitimate. That's people that are invest, you know, learning, investigating, educated. Well, let me tell you that the University of Washington has been having studies since the seventies. Hmm. Okay. See, 
but it's not out there to, for public. Right, right, you know, right. Who knows? But, you know, they do that. Right. You yeah, know? of course. Yeah. So um, what better than our own state? Right. Okay. And, and we have some great stuff here. Yeah. And so I, I took advantage of that. Mm-hmm. And um, I did my research. I, I, I studied whatever I had to do. And I said, man, I'm going to be a part of this without telling anybody. Mm. So your family didn't know. And then this is the time that you were a pastor. I, I was pastoring mm. still, you know, but I wasn't as active because I was working on my health too. Right. right. And there was only one person that I trusted, you know, that knew that I was doing it, mm-hmm. you know, and he, he's like, till this day, you know, he looks out for me. He's very loyal friend and, and, and still checks up on me, mm. you know, and, and knows that I still do it. And he's supportive in, in what I'm doing. He's like, man, what you're doing, Pastor, he still calls me Pastor. He says, what you're Does doing, he? Pastor, you know, I believe in what you're doing. Mm. Because I, I have seen you at your worst. I saw you when you, you know. When you were down in the yeah, gutter. Dude, when you can see my, my. You didn't have an appetite or anything like that. Yeah, he, he got to see me at my worst, mm-hmm. and he has seen me at my best. Dang, that's someone that is loyal. Someone that really, it, like you said, want to see you live and get better no matter yeah. the cause. You know what I mean? So yeah. walk me through a little bit in regards to that situation where, okay, now you're, you're attempting to, you know, try something alternative. You're still a pastor. You're kind of hiding it because you kind of have yeah. to. Um, when did it come into light? Or how was that experience when it came into light? How, how did that well, happen? I, um, I, I told my, the, my ex-wife, you know, I was married to uh, my ex-wife and uh, she... I told her I need to talk to you about something, mm-hmm. you know, and she's like, okay, da da da. I said, and uh, I uh, I wanted to share with you that I've been feeling really well, and then she says, yeah, I've noticed that you've been getting better and stuff, you know, blah blah blah. So she was even noticing the improvements. Yeah, it, m- my mom was there to take care of me and cook. So man, unos caldos, man, she used to man soups, bro, organic, you know, chickens because she used to grow our own, oh, wow. you know, chickens and um, vegetables that that we grew. My mom was. Man, everything was natural and organic. So I mean, I was getting strength and 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 I was getting hungry because I was smoking stuff that was giving me hunger. Mm. You know, the munchies that you would call. Your appetite came yeah. back. Mm-hmm. So, um, and everything that I was taking was medical grade cannabis. So it's like deep, and you know, you don't have to do too much. So it was very, I mean, it was like from seed. Mm-hmm. So the concentration is going to be, you know, right. The, the plants, the roots, everything's going to be great. So. I would smoke it discreetly, you know, throughout the day, and I would be hungry. Mm. You know, so my mom would be, you know, mijo, ¿quieres otro plato? Yeah, otro platito, you know, another plate. You know, I was, I was, I was getting back the energy. So I told her, I said, you know, uh, I've been using cannabis. Or I've been using, you know, she's like, what do you mean you've been using cannabis? I said, I've been doing it privately while you've been gone, and um, I've been getting it here at home, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, it's been working for me. You know, so um, I, I said, I'm not going to change. And this is going to be a part of me. You know? right. And we had a, uh, a disagreement and, and, and that, you know, our marriage wasn't the greatest at the time. And, you know, and that was a trial, bro. Mm-hmm. When you're pastoring, you know, and people are turning to you and you're sick. And, and you know, there's people that don't see you coming out of this. Mm-hmm. So some people had already, like, Counted you out. Counted it out. You know, already bet. I know, right? <laughs> you know, 
<laughs> you know, how long is he going to you know, live through this one? So it's like I'm getting strong because I'm mentally strong. And I told God, I said, I'm not doing God, if you help me through this, man, I'm going to do whatever it takes. Mm. You know? wow. and, um, and she said, you know, well, whatever you got, you know, and I made my choice. Mm-hmm. And Which is your life, your health, life, your well-being, yeah. Yeah. mentally and physically. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, my parents didn't want to accept any of that. My brothers at first were like, man, bro, you're smoking pot, bro, but you're past, you know, whatever, you know. Right. Um, it wasn't as critical from them, that, you know, my brothers were like, you know, I don't mind, you know, that you do it. You know, things started to change. Mm-hmm. At first it was kind of like, man, bro, but this, I'm like, bro, but who are you to tell me, you know, what type of medicine I should use if this is medical? Mm. And I had been working with, um, you know, like naturopath doctors and people who had been in the study of cannabis that I went and searched out and people who had been doing it for over 35 years, mm-hmm. the teaching and, and consuming it and growing it and, you know, just everything that you needed to know about it. Right. So I wasn't... You know, I mean, I, I, I've always believed that our body is the temple of Christ. Mm-hmm. Okay? So if, if we're going to trust a doctor that's just going to give us pills and whatnot, that I needed to do my research on, on somebody that I was going to do this plant with so that people wouldn't, you know, he's just a marijuana, you know. Right. Yeah, they start putting the labels and that, judging. Yeah. So, man, that to me was very important, brother, you know, to, to have this on my resume of people who have been working with me. Right. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy because like they're putting labels on you right off the bat, but yet you don't judge them for the type of, you know, medicine that they want to use to help them, whatever they're going through. You know, you're using something that's natural. Yeah. And something that, that, you know, for the lack of understanding, lack of education, for education, ignorance, yeah. you know, and for the lack of people wanting, you know, because they had a personal experience that was in a sinful thought, mm-hmm. you know, then how can that ever be medical? Right. Why do you think that is? Why do you think people stigmatize marijuana to the point where it's a sin? Why is that like stigmatized and people, you know, they drink their coffee in the morning, which is a drug. They drink Coca-Cola. That's a drug. Pretty much a lot of stuff that we consume out there is a drug. You know, then they have prescribed medication that the doctor gives them, like opioids or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's a drug, but that's okay. You know, that in, in the church, if you're, you're, you're giving medication and it's prescribed, that's okay. But yet marijuana, which is a lot more, or cannabis, which is a lot more natural, mm-hmm. is something that essentially comes from the ground that God gave us. That is stigmatized. Why do you think that is? Why do people see it that way? I think people see it that way because, think about it, you know, when, when they used it, they didn't have God in their life, mm-hmm. okay? Or they had known of a God, but they weren't really serving, you know, like into it, mm. okay? So when God reaches out to them, you know, and brings about conviction, okay, the time they were using it was for home personal gratification. Mm. So now they, they, they're looking from the outside in and saying, my experience with it must have been the same experience you had. Got it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. It does make sense because, I mean, they think that, you know, medicine is going to affect people all the same way. Yeah. And we all know medicine affects people differently. 
So their experience on it is not the same yeah. experience that you had or that I had or not even the, the benefits that you had that I had. You know what I mean? Well, when I began to explain to people that uh, I was taking Percocet and Oxycodone and, and what it does and that you can't even function, mm. I can function off of cannabis every day. Mm-hmm. I can function um, better than when I don't because when I don't, you know, um, I, f- I have all my aches through the arthritis that the chemo caused. So the chemo caused like my bones to be uh-huh. brittle, you know. So I usually I'm always with a with cold, you know. I'm always feeling cold, so I'm always like usually have a sweater or something with me, or because I mean my my body shifted, you know. Everything that was good was depleted, was you know. Mm-hmm. Was, so I had to build everything back up. Right. And it took time. Yeah. So I tell people that you know. When it comes to to your health, I mean, the pastor's job is to pray for people, okay? The people are, you know, if you're going to be under medical care, you have to choose. You have to be um, mature enough, spiritual enough, okay, and, and ready enough to, to say, you know, um, I've done my research, mm-hmm. okay? And what I did is I, I had to take my own health into my own hands, bro. Yep. Because I saw that my file with my doctors who had their MD, you know, and their, their white, you know, coats. coats yeah. You know, people have a tendency to 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 have respect for them to mm-hmm. that kind of authority. But the medical people that are under that I'm under their care, they have MDs after their name too. But they're not respected just because of the category okay. that they're in. Mm-hmm because they're into holistic medication. Mm-hmm. So to me, I, I had to decide, you know, what's, do I want to do modern medicine? Do I do man-made stuff or do I want to do God-made? And I had already done the man-made stuff that was hurting me. Right, it wasn't benefiting you. So then I had to do the God, what God created. Mm-hmm. And that's what I had to learn, bro, to trust God. Mm-hmm. So I got diagnosed again in 2014 in no, 2015 and then in 2018 I got diagnosed three times three times and the last time I got diagnosed my doctor said you should have already started chemo like a month ago Vic and I said thank you for letting me know you know that's your job mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm 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 just tired of you guys practicing on me right because that's all they do they just practice on you practice they don't know for sure yeah, you're right. Like they say, practice medicine. That's what it is, you know, practicing medicine. So everything is still a study, still a test. Mm-hmm. Um, I come from the medical field, you know what I mean? And I manage doctors, and a lot of them are very experienced, but a lot of things they have never seen before. Mm-hmm. You know, and what you're saying with MDs that have a different category under their name, you know, or a different category that they're actually studying medicine in. Like at the end of the day, that also is just as important because it's science. Science is continuing to educate yourself in different areas right check this out i think i have even more respect for the naturopath who go to school Mm -hmm. and get their doctorate and then they also have to go back and study like the plants right and the herbs and you know so they're like having to study more than the other doctors then the other ones are the ones that start practicing yeah and that's ground that's already been pretty much covered they're going to unknown terrain on this side Yeah. yeah so when I started just putting together the right team and the right people and, 
and trying to find the right garden and stuff like that that I could you know, consume and, and look at stuff that was going to be healthy. All that, bro, I, I've, I've had to ask the questions. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had to be around people who knew the science behind it. Right. Terpenes, the smells of stuff that, you know, you don't want to do. That. Why do I have anxiety? You know, Doc, I was feeling anxiety with that strain. Or, you know, maybe, you know, let's see the... The flavor in it, you know, it might be the, the citrus in it that didn't deal, didn't go well mm-hmm. with you. So I was like, I'm having to study all these other, I'm like, man, smells make a difference. Yeah. Wow. You know, so, you know, bro, that's, I it's mean, it's been a journey, brother. It, but that's the thing too, right? Going back to the whole educating yourself side of things and what medicine is. And, you know, um, people had an experience with maybe some strain of marijuana back mm-hmm. when they were a teen. And to them, it's like, oh, this is not going to work for me. Yeah. You know, like this, no. But they don't know, you know, lack of information that there's different strains that affect you in different ways. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's kind of like finding the one that works for you. Um, and people are educated on that and people learn, you know, in regards to which kind of fits your situation. If you have anxiety or depression. Right. Am mm-hmm. I right? Is mm-hmm. that kind of like what it is? Yeah. See. When you go to a, to your medical doctor and he says, you know, Vic, we're going to start you. These are 10 milligram pills, but let's, let's cut it in half. Right. Let's micro, let's give you half of that and see how you... So you respond to yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. That's the same way I had to do with cannabis. Mm-hmm. It's not like you, you, you smoke a bone, you smoke the whole bone. No, you take a hit, a little hit, and then you, mm-hmm. you know, just wait on it. And then like a minute, two minutes later, you know, take another hit. And I had to learn to just microdose my way through it because I didn't know that there was a real medical side to it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And yep. it goes so, deeper than just the strains, where yeah. it's grown. Yeah. Right? With the type of soil. and Type of know, soil, the lighting. the lighting. Like you were one of the first 200 people yeah. in the state of Washington to be licensed and certified. I got, uh, um, I got the, 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 what do you call it, the certificate to be able to have that medical card mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, to be able to grow. And they're giving you 15 plants mm-hmm. you know to to be able to grow as a medical patient mm. you know and then depending on the severity of your diagnosis that's where they can say how many plants or not you know mm-hmm. so I, I was i was up there was like in the first couple hundred that got that um you know that card that's that big. medical card so and i don't even know what i did with it <laughs> you know but you know <laughs> you should have put it I on a, <laughs> a frame or something man <laughs> i've had so many says brother I mean, yeah. i'm like dang i've had so many so right. I'm like yeah and how's that experience been for you in regards to growing your plants? Like, you know, kind of just um, learning about people that have green thumbs or people that actually grow their plants and their vegetation. Yeah. It's a challenge, right? You have to have the right environment, you have to have patience, you have to have knowledge. Yeah. Um, how is your relationship with that? You know, I am, my dad has a green thumb and so does my mom. My mom is... It was meant um, to be, man. It was meant to be. And, um, you know, I've asked my dad too. You know, because now that I'm growing, now he he's he's seen what I've done and stuff. And um, I don't know that he's too proud of it, <laughs> but he knows. Like, man, he's got a green thumb. Yeah, you know, yeah. and um, you know, I've learned. You know, I've learned from from people who have already been growing it. You know, out there, uh, my buddy Mike has a farm out there, and he he I, I can ask him any question. You know, hey man, my plants look like this. Well, you might you should try some of that. You know, mm. you know he's so I'm always been open to bouncing just, off ideas. Yeah, bouncing off ideas and, and learning. I mean, you gotta want to learn and just ask. Don't be afraid. Right. In this industry, you know, um, it's not very very friendly when it comes to teaching. 
right, and, right. and sharing information about because more competitive secrets. and stuff yeah. like that. Like they don't want to share the information mm-hmm. because they had a sacrifice to they learn. To, yeah. You got to pull your own way to find yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. And I'm and I'm the opposite. I'm 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 always willing to share. Like, hey, bro, my buddy, this yeah. or you know, this is what I did. This is what they told me. So when I put you reap what you sow, yeah. And I've been blessed. I've been blessed to have good people, you know, and saying, "Man, you know, let me do this. Let me do that for you. And you should do this." And right. And, and, and as I make adjustments, man, I've seen the blessing of of the plant. But, but I've been told by my mother, you know, and my dad, talk to your plants, mm. you know, play music, that's true, stuff though, like huh? that, you know. So, yeah, you know, when people get to try it you know and sample it they're like man i was so relaxed i felt so good it put me in a, in a different mm. but I, I also the love and for, energy that you were giving it you pray for your plants i pray for my plants hey, that's you know, a vibe I pray, I pray for my plants and i'm you know like you pray for your crops right you know right that's what the bible they used to do that pray yeah. for the crops pray for all that stuff you know I, <laughs> we pray for our children yeah you know what I'm saying? and the other thing is like you know who, who can I take my first fruits to? You know. Ooh, <laughs> talk about that. Yeah, he's about to go into it now. You know, give it the first you, fruits first or something fruits. like you know. And you know, it's been good. It's been a good journey because um, if you can face the the criticism of your own family, if you can, um, mm. you know, because that's where a lot of you know the momentum can either, you know, the negativity can either launch you or it'll stop you. Right. You know. So I, I've had to just. Overcome, my, adversary. overcome that and say you know what and my, with my wife's help and support she's like baby you know i've seen you you're doing so much better and i was you know my people didn't really know that i had leukemia because i was fit and i looked you know i, I, I wanted to compete still and, look and, good know, man yeah <laughs> thanks brother you know but <laughs> but I, i've stopped a lot of of like doing more of that because right. you know sometimes i feel like uh, it wants to come back you know, mm. like feeling tired and stuff like that. You know what I yeah. mean? The, the, so I'm, I'm, as my body, as I listen to my body, you know, I have to, you know, um, I have to take care of not listening to like the aches and pains of, you know, right. the body aging and then all the stuff that it's already been through. Yeah. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So. Hey, excuse the um, music in the background. We got some people <laughs> doing the uh a music video outside, but hey, you know, we got a little bit of background music. <laughs> um, no, but, you know, talking about plants, man, it's so interesting. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, plants in themselves, they have energy, mm-hmm. right? Like you say, you pray for them, you know what I mean? Because you pray for them, the the, the reaction that people have to is a positive yeah. reaction to it. Yeah. And scientifically, like you said, playing music for them and stuff like that, like music, it's been proven scientifically, the type of music, the frequency that you give it, really affects plants yeah they're a living organism they're an organism that speaks to people that that heals people you know so it's so interesting to me man that people don't realize that because again lack of information lack of education but you decided to go against adversary you decided to pretty much be like you know what People are going to judge me for this, but they're I'm going to look out for me and my already, health. Brother, they're already talking. You know? They're already talking. And and you just grabbed the hand of God in, yeah. in a sense. And I'm like, hey, guide me through this. Yeah. Like, I'm going to get this down, but guide me through this, you know? I did, you know, and uh, in 2018 was when I finally, I said, you know what? I'm going to go, I throw the metal, you know, mm-hmm. pedal to the metal, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to, this is right. What I'm doing is right. Because 
I had already been praying. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I like to pray. I enjoy praying, and that that time with God in, lifts my faith. Right. When nobody's around and nobody's there to lift me up, you know, the Bible says that you know the King David had to lift himself up. You know, you know his own enemies wanted to kill him. his own friends. You know, mm-hmm. you know the the, the you know, David's men. You know, were angry at the point within because they were they were being chased and they were losing. You know, right and. David had to encourage himself. So I've had to do that even in my walk with God. Mm. You know, I've had good pastor friends and and people in in the church community, you know, who have reached out now because they thought I was going to die. Mm. And then they asked me now, you know, Vic, what have you been doing? And then when I told them that I've been, all the stuff that I've been doing with CBD and, and cannabis and all the, the, my involvement. Right. Okay. Um, they said, man, so that's what helped you. I'm like, yeah, I, I haven't done any other radiation or chemo and I haven't done any other pills or anything. Right. It's just been my faith in God and it's been cannabis. Man. And eating well. You know, I have yeah. to, you know, eating well. What do you say to those people that, that are watching this and they're just like, I don't know. I'm not really, not necessarily not being convinced, but they just can't see. Like you know, there's controversy out there. There's people are gonna be like, Wait, how, "How is it that God guided him to smoke weed?" You know, God didn't guide me to smoke weed. Mm-hmm. God guided me to you know do do what it, do natural for you. you, you the, the body is the temple of Christ. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I can't judge anybody else for what they choose to medicate themselves or how they choose to I mean, medicate. Man, right? if you a Christian, if you're if you're listening to this, you know in you're watching this, whatever you you, and you're going through depression, and you're taking antidepressants, but you you believe in God, but you're taking antidepressants. Mm. Why would a Christian be depressed? First of all, if you're serving God, <laughs> right, you know, right? So, but you find a lot of people who are burnt out in 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 the in the religion, mm-hmm. you know. And I don't get burned out, you know, because I have a spiritual tank that I feel, and it's right. not a religious tank, right? Yeah, that's. I think that's the that's the key right there. That it's not religious, yeah. You know, because religious people really just close their mind, yeah, and they think more about um, religion than relationship, yeah. right? Relationship is so natural, so authentic that you really don't have to think much about it, yeah. and they get caught up in works and they get caught up in doing the right thing. And I have to go to church. I have to go to prayer. I have to do A, B, C, and D. Mm-hmm. And it's not about works. It's mm-hmm. about faith. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's what I see in my relationship with God. That it's really about faith. I mean, it doesn't mean that you have to abide to what the religion is dictating, but right? Or what would you say? Well, my thing is that I don't have to go to the church to pray. Right. He's everywhere. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But that's the only time some people make throughout the week is that time that they go to church. Mm-hmm. And that's why they become religious, bro. Talk about that. Do you, you see what I'm yeah, saying? So yeah, yeah. it's like... I don't like. I don't go to the church to pray. I'm already prayed up at home. Mm. Okay, so like, matter of fact, I don't even attend a church. You know, I go to church online. You know, and when I'm with my family on Sundays, you know, we do church. But prayer is it should be a lifestyle. It shouldn't be just something that you do at church. Mm-hmm. You know, so I've had my connection with God. Mm-hmm. I've had my relationship through you since since I was a child. My mm. mother taught me how to pray. So for somebody else to be looking on the outside in and be you know, what he's doing is wrong. You don't know my childhood. Right. You don't know what I've been through. Or your relationship, which is more important. How can someone dictate your personal relationship yeah. 
with, with the creator. So when people say, well, you know what? I try to be as private as I can about cannabis in the public or whatever. But when I have my friends like yourself or friends that I that they know that we, we can do that around each other and, and still be respectful and not right. get out of control. You know, some people do too much. And, and I've never been in an environment where cannabis has been used and has been violent. Right. Never. Yep. But I have been in an environment, even in church environments, where people didn't take their medication. I didn't take my pill, and I feel anxiety, and they're, they have an anxiety attack, and then they have to go and pray at the altar, and then, and then they go back to using their pill. Mm-hmm. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? So to me, it's like, it's a consistency, mm. and you have to stand for something. Okay, I'm not saying that drugs are for everybody. I'm not saying that cannabis is for everybody. I'm just saying... If you're fighting for your life and you have cancer like I have, mm. okay, well, in, if you don't want to choose another alternative, then stick to what's working if it's working. Right. Yeah. But when people have been taking medication for 10, 15, and 20 years for blood thinners or for anxiety or for whatever, and they've become all overweight because of all the... the the retention or the the side effects of the pills mm-hmm. or the drugs that they give them you know i can't judge somebody for the the choice that they choose to make on how to manage their temple right and unless you've walked in somebody's shoes you know um then can you say that or even then it's, it's a different experience for everybody brother mm-hmm. so i mean i just think that you know being aware yeah people should be aware of what's out there yeah people should judge less and love more you know what i'm saying yeah because you know there's it's not just the thc or the the part of cannabis that intoxicates you there are other cannabinoids Mm -hmm. you know in in the um hemp plant right cbg cbns you know with cbd and all that right Mm -hmm. that 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 are beneficial to us. Yeah. So do some research and that's not intoxic. So I use those two. Right. So it's not that I, I'm smoking like all day long. Yeah. No. Right. And moderation is like yeah. medicine is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and for people that don't know, our brain and our body mm-hmm. actually has receptors that is um, perfect for THC. Yeah. Right. And in a sense, our body makes its own THC. Yeah, we have what we call the endocannabinoid system mm-hmm. in us. That it has, you know, these, you know, transmitters that let us know where, you know, well, we have pain. Right. Okay, oh, well, we have pain. The brain tells you, hey, you got pain in your lower back. Well, then when you take CBD and you, it lets those receptors know where's the pain, and then it works with that. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, so, um, and it's natural because, you know, I mean, a lot of people don't know that women when they breastfeed you know when they're they have a child they breastfeed their breast milk has cbd in it and that's really? why they, that's why the kids get like milk drunk oh my gosh i did not know that that's a new one for yeah, me yeah so that's that I've, so that's what i've learned so that's why they say that you know yeah consult with the doctor and whatnot yeah but um if you're going to take any products like that but the body and the female naturally produces that and that's why the children you know the babies you know get that that milk drum. Oh, wow. So, yes. I mean, just thinking about how natural it is that we have a very unique relationship with it, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and talking about it, if you do the history of cannabis, like it's one of the hemp is one of the, the most um, 
agriculture plants in our history. You know, in our history, yeah. they could find it all over the world, yeah. and, and and using it from you know creating oils to baskets to blankets and consuming it. It has a relationship with us that it's very very intimate, mm-hmm. in my opinion. You know, and and sometimes the way society dictates it. Um, we know not every time the way society says something, it's it's, yeah. it's the way it is. You have to really educate yourself, and and, and teach yourself. And that same thing that goes with God too, with your personal relationship, right? You know, I think, you know, you know, you you have to do your own research. Yeah. You know, you believe everything that's in the news. You know, if, if you're the type of person, you know, then then you're gonna be misled, brother. Oh man. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> and, and sometimes that's the way it is with even in church and pastors. You know. Yes. I have I've heard a lot of pastors, you know, preach against cannabis. Oh, okay, well, what do I do? They're using marijuana. No, no, they're going to hell. You know, and you know, yeah. And that's to me, that's not even something that you should be preaching from the pulpit, right? Yeah. And to, to me, honest, to me, it's you know, like, yeah. like you know, your interpretation of the Bible, just like how your interpretation of life is, is very limited in the sense of you know, the type of information that you're consuming, like you said, like with the news yeah. and stuff like that. A lot of it, people just take what they're being told. Mm-hmm. But what does the Bible says? says, know the truth and the truth will set you free. Yeah. And the way that you discover the truth is by continuing to evolve in your knowledge and learning more about God in a different level every day. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're the same man that you were yesterday, there's no respect yeah. for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Would you say that's kind of like what you have a mindset in regards to continue to learn more about God, you know, going into that subject? Well, let me tell you something. You know, just a few days ago, I received a text from one of my friends, mm. and it had to do with cannabis. And, and it's interesting enough because as my friends have learned that I've been in this industry and come to find out they had also been involved in the industry, but nobody knew. Uh, so, but when I came out, people began to reach out, oh, man, I, you yeah. know, I'm working as a trimmer or I'm doing this or that, yeah, you know, yeah. so then people started coming out and saying, you know, uh, what do you think of it? And well, I mean, I think it's medical, you know, you have people that work in a lab, you know, um, in a pharmacy or whatever, and they have lab and they're creating pills and stuff like that. So, you know, you want to work in a, you know, something that's with plants and stuff like that, then, then go for it. Mm-hmm. You know, who am I to say, you know, you, right. you know, so. So, so I've, I've had people who believe in, in what I've um, been doing, and I just wanted to share that. You know, let me see if I can pull it up here. That is so um, I got a text from a friend, and, and the picture that she sent me uh, has to do with cannabis. It says, uh, what was the anointing oil made of in the Bible? Oh, <laughs> what was it made out of? <laughs> well, she said, interesting. She said, you know, I, I, you know, I just wanted to share this, you know, um, because I think that it would be good for you to have. And she says, but I think you already know this. And, but it says, the holy anointing oil as described in the original Hebrew version of the recipe in Exodus uh, chapter 30, verse 22 to 23, contained over six pounds of cannabosum, a, a substance identified by respected etymologists, linguists, anthropologists, and botanists, and other researchers as cannabis, mm-hmm. extracted into about six quarts of olive oil. Wow. Yeah, so my friends are saying, hey, did you know this? You know, right. and, 
uh, there's a newspaper article that they discovered that, you know, in Israel, you know, they found incense, you know, that, but it was actually cannabis. Mm. So this has gone on, for, you know, for a long time. Yeah. But people are only going to be receiving of what is accepted by whoever their leader is. Right. They're limited Who, by their leader, yeah. too. Whoever's speaking to them. Facts. Yeah. Because a lot of people don't know how to think for themselves. Mm. Okay. And being the canon pastor, you know, like this title was, I mean, a lot of people like front of it, and like you shouldn't even put pastor you know, along that aside cannabis, you know. But I, a friend of mine gave me that. She's the one that came out, and she's a church girl. She's a Christian. She's like, you know, I think canna pastor would fit you perfect. You should, you know. So I was like, no, that sounds good. It does sound it's, good. It's, it's, a, it's a little controversial, too, because it's like, how is cannabis, you know, positive? You know, it's, and it's like, just see the plant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just look at it. Don't judge. Don't. It's, it's a plant. Right. Okay. If you go to different countries like Colombia, when it's it's at a higher elevation, mm-hmm. would they give you cocoa tea? You know, yeah, yeah, from the from the, the cocoa, cocaine, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you're a a preacher, if you're going to go from the U.S. over there, would they give you that tea? So you won't be nauseous in the altitude. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is that bad? Right. Right. And if you're going to go there for a mission, you mission know. strip. Yeah, and, and, I, and, I've, and I've seen some of the top people, you know, in the organiza- in different organizations, too, that go and who have shared that they have done, yeah, because otherwise I was going to faint or, you know, um, and I had to do it. Mm-hmm. When your body's not used to it, when you're not there all the time, well, you're going to feel weird. Right. So, don't make sense to drink this. Right. That is yeah. so funny, man, that people are like that, though. You know what I mean? They choose one over the other. So, it's like, that's why it's, it's if you're... Focus on like serving God, mm-hmm. like pleasing God, and serving people. Right. You know, and it doesn't mean don't let anything judgmental. Like, you know, whatever you spew out of your mouth, you know, whatever. Look, look at this. There's powerful. There's power there. The word has power. So, if 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 you're talking negative about even another believer, another brother or sister, okay, okay, and you're saying negative stuff, okay, and you don't want people to say negative stuff about your children, about your family, mm-hmm. so. You know, sometimes, you know, this is the hardest thing to control. And even the Bible says yeah, that our does. mouth, our tongue, you know, yeah. is the hardest muscle to control. Yep. So to me, I've had to see past all that, brother, because we're all human mm-hmm. and we're imperfect. Yes. So that's what I've had to just receive. I'm imperfect. So if you you think I'm wrong because I, I, I'm, I'm not currently pastoring a congregation and I haven't since, since 2010, mm. you know, but... The title has stuck with me with being uh, people who see me and call me pastor and stuff like that. And I don't mind it. Yeah. I think they do it out of respect. Right. You know, but people still come to me asking, you know, for advice or just talking for counseling and, and stuff like that. And that's 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 something that you can't run away from. Mm. Who do you think um, God is for you in your life? If you were to describe him and you feel like he obviously the answer is clear to me, but. Or the people that can't see it, do you think that he called you into this and why? You know, I believe God called me into this um, because when I prayed and and I have a relationship with God and um, 
what happens in my home, like my wife knows what happens in secret. She knows if I'm praying or if I'm not, or, you know, she knows it, but I love to have my time with God. Mm -hmm. And when I spend time with God, you know, you know I, I feel peace. I feel love, even for people who criticize me. Right. But I say, God, give me the strength so that you can give me strength and knowledge and understanding to be able to share what you have done. Mm -hmm. And that my faith in you comes first. Mm -hmm. Okay. My faith in you, I mean, I don't fiend. Like, I need a small, you know, I don't fiend that. You know, I have peace in my life. Right. Yeah. So what God has done for me is that he's brought me peace that now I've given him complete control of my life and I'm not doing any other medicine but what he created. And if he, you know, can tell me other different and say, you know what, speak to me and say, stop doing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and then I will. Right. But then I'll get phone calls from other people and da-da-da-da-da. You know, God told me to tell you to stop. And it's like people who, mm. you know... Don't have the best. <laughs> yeah, don't have the best interest in yeah. because they don't even know me. They've never talked to me. They've never, you know, and there's people who are judgmental. Right. You know, yeah. that. So I, I try to do my best to just focus on what, he's, what God has done for me. Right. And focus on if this is working for me, that he would connect me to the people who are open mm. to this type of, you know, um, alternative. Right. You know, and if... And if they are to, you know, reach out, you know, and let's see how I can help, you yeah. know, and navigate. I'm not a doctor. I, I can just share my experience with people and how I started and, mm -hmm. and stuff. And then people get interested. And it's like, I would like to know because I would like to go in that direction. Man, that, you know? that, is, that is so powerful. And there's no doubt that God is working with you as an individual. And that's what people don't realize, right? A lot of times when you go to a religious church. Yeah. People talk the same, people dress the same, people walk the same, everything is the same. And they don't allow God to work with them individually. If you look at the Bible, Moses was worked with individually yeah. and God worked directly with him in a unique way. So he worked with David in a unique way. Just like he worked with, you know, any type of other individual character in the Bible yeah. in a different way. So to think that you have to do this and that is bad for you. And it's like, wait a minute. This is the way that God is guiding me. This is what God called me to do. Mm -hmm. And to you, it may seem like it's not God's path, but to me, in my heart and my soul, I know this is right. And I think that's amazing that you yeah. that you followed that calling, man. And yeah. what else do you feel like, you know, is, is in route? I know that you um, have, you know, essentially worked on your brand, too, for the Canon Pastor, yeah. working on your own strain. Talk about that a little bit. Well, you know, yeah, you know, when it comes to the brand of Canon Pastor, you know, we want to... I want to be able to to bring something that is quality, you mm -hmm. know, that, that that I've been using. Right. You know, and if it's been working for me, you know, I want to be able to share that, you know, that this is going to be a trusted brand that, you know, having been a survivor of you know, leukemia three times and, and just trusting, you know, the plant, you know, as time has progressed, mm -hmm. um, that the science behind it and how it's extracted has been some of the best top-notch stuff that can get that you can get from a plant right so you know my goal is is to be able to you know, just put together a, a team that that um as we get going to to be able to even try it and experience you know um, the products that we're looking to come out with mm -hmm. you know and when that comes you know to be able to you know anybody who's who's looking to you know start small and and 
and try it. You know, it's not going to hurt. Right. It's not addicting. It's not something that's natural. And, and, and to be able to give an alternative, bro, mm -hmm. to other people, for those that want to. Right. You know. Yeah. And, and make it affordable more than anything. Yeah. You know. And it's yeah. crazy to, to think about how many people have died of prescribed medication mm. just in the United States alone. But, you know, from what I know, what record holds is no one has died from cannabis consumption. Yeah. At all. Yeah. Ever. And yeah. to me, that's that's radically, yeah. you know, a big, big thing because, like, not only does it help you in a certain way, like, you can't really overdose off it. Yeah. And, you know, like you said, look at the plant. Look at what it is. It's it's a plant. Just like when you use the mint leaves outside to, to make yeah. some tea at home, you know, like, it's the same thing. And, you know, I think people should be encouraged, especially hearing your story, to educate themselves and look into it to see what works for them. Because, obviously, this is not going to work for everybody, which is okay, but... You know, props to you that you actually come out and yeah. say, you know, I have a relationship with God. Yeah. Uh, I follow him. And at the same time, I am a consumer of cannabis as a medication, as medicine, natural medicine that's, that's helped me to yeah. live. Yeah. I mean, what's more powerful than that, that you have life? Because you were yeah. diagnosed back in first time in, in when, when was it? Uh, 2009. And then again, 2015 uh -huh. and then 2018. So from nine to 15, you see, there's yeah, some, that's like, a long time. Yeah. And then it goes from 15 where I did chemo, and then 18. So yeah. that's three out three three years shortly after. So if I would have done it again, I think in in 2018, it would have short. I, I would have got it again in 2020. And then I was like, you know what? Yeah. You only have about a year. Did left. you have a life expectancy? Did they tell you, you know what, Victor, you're only going to probably live for three, four years, chemotherapy maybe? Did they ever have that discussion with you at all? This is something you're going to have to live with for the rest of your life. Mm. If you know. Yeah, it's not going to go away. Yeah. Mm. So I've just taken matters into my own hand to say, you know what, uh, let me try to prove them wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, so I'm doing whatever it takes yeah. to say, you know what, I've, you, you said I needed it then, and look how far I've done without it. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's because God, God has sustained me through it, bro. Right. You know? Yeah. And my thing is, you know, <laughs> this is not for everybody. Right. But if whoever's listening, it's like, you know, just know that everybody's experience is different. Mm -hmm. And there's some people that are really hurting out there who have gone this alternative route and are doing much better. Right. Much happier. Yeah. No, that's facts. You know? Just, just a, a life changing in, in your mind and, and, you know affecting you in a very positive way i think that's something that people should consider because we know that god gives life man you know what i mean yeah. like he gives life to you and, and it's so powerful and of course god has the power to do it on his own but the fact of the matter that he's showing you hey you know my power goes through through different things in different ways and can impact you in a different way too i, I believe that i believe that um if you want to do good you know god will show you mm -hmm. Okay, and this is something that, you know, I didn't know that I was going to be leaving pastoring a church to to work on my health. I didn't all, I didn't plan my life like how it turned out. Mm -hmm. You never had this envision that it was going to happen. Come on, man. Yeah. And when it happens, you know, it's like you have to pull the, it's like the emergency brake is pulled on you. Wow. Brother. So it's like, um, do I want to go back to pastoring people mm -hmm. or do I want to be more personal with people you know because mm -hmm. when you're pastoring you go and give a message and and you don't have the same time you don't have the same commitment and dedication you know for the sheep because mm -hmm. everybody's pulling you here and then you you have your leadership and whatnot but the way god's been working with me he's been working with me with individuals 
Wow. That's powerful. I mean, that's how his ministry was. If you look at the Bible, most of the time Jesus was out in the street talking to individuals. Like, yeah, he talked to multitude, but it was individuals, personal relationships. And that's life, right? I mean, that's what we live day in and day out, what we experience. Yeah, so, so brother, so my, my, my environment, my surroundings, like with my friends now, the ones that, that support me, like they talk about me to people all the time. Mm-hmm. They bring me up. And it's like that's how God sends people to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I pray and I ask God, hey, man, manda me alguien, you know, put me in front of somebody that I can talk to or like spark up conversation, you know, and, yeah. and you know, let me talk to him. Let me ask him questions. And, you know, and then right there and then they, they start opening up, bro. And sometimes it's just prayer people need, man. And I, I, I still pray. You know, so I'm always, I don't just like not do it in the home and then go over here and do it in the public so people can see. Mm. No, I do it in the private. So when I do it in the public, the power of God will work. Mm. And it's not me trying to put on a show. Right. You know, you yeah. should always be prayed up and have that ready. You know, let's be yeah. ready whenever there's a need. Yeah. You know, so my ministry is in that. So if it's in the store, if it's in the gas station, wherever it is, bro, right. I want to be ready. I want to be the hands and feet, the eyes, the mouth, the ears of, of Jesus. I want to be attentive, you know, to the yeah. other people's needs. Man, that's that's raw, real, and mm-hmm. uncut, bro. You know, that's being genuine, you know, and it's it's just so interesting to me how human beings have the tendency of always to judge others. You know what I mean? Just judge you and be like, oh, well, you know, like to me, it's just always so surprising that judgment is such a big thing when, like you said, no one is perfect. Yeah. You know, um, we all fall short to the glory, right? Like we're all mm-hmm. flawed. Mm-hmm. Like there's no, there's no good thing about us at all, really. If you think about it, if you go to the gospel message, I mean, <laughs> there's nothing good about us. Yeah. Not even our works. Yeah. You know, it's like dirty rags. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, to think about like, oh, judging this person because of this and this and that. But wait a minute, you're flawed too. Mm-hmm. You're flawed just as much as that person, maybe even more. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you are judging and putting them under a negative light, like to me, that's, that's always so impactful and surprising to me because, and maybe I was in the same way, but to me now it's like, man, you know, it's all about that, that, that love, you know, that, mm-hmm. that, that good positive vibe, that, that wanting to help people. And that's really what, the, what you're doing at the end of the day. Yeah. Not only did you help yourself, but you're helping others kind of, you know, be, um, you know, more educated in cannabis and help them in their spiritual walk and know that you are good enough. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people are like, oh, I'm not good enough. Like, you know, this, you know, you are. Because we're all the same. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, know what I mean? You know, it's, it's funny that you say that all people, like, or a lot of people judge, right? But the way I see it, when, when they judge me, bro, it's, I feel like, you know, no, that's how you feel about yourself mm. and you're having a, and you're just saying that because... From the abundance of the heart, the mouth yeah. speaks. Well, well, check this out, bro, that... that you know, I've always felt that when people are, are have a toxic, you know, something that whatever is going to come out of their mouth is negative. Bro. Mm. It's because they're hurt about something. Mm. Okay, And it's probably because, well, when I was doing it, I was judged and people were, you know, why were you using it? And you wanted to use it in front of me. Ah, look at me, I'm smoking weed, mm. you know, and making, you know. And it's not, a, don't make a scene. Right. It's not about making a scene. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, when you're with your friends, you're doing all that and it's recreational, I get it. But... You know, when you're doing the medical, you don't want everybody knowing that you're doing it. Right. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you actually have, you know, like, no way I'm going to do it in private because you're not out there taking your antidepressants. Hey, everybody, I'm taking my antidepressants. You right, know? right. You know, you're not announcing that. Yeah, that's HIPAA, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so that, so to me, it's like, you know, what you do, in, do it in privately. Right. You know, medicate yourself privately. Do it. You don't have to be, you know, so whatever way you got to do it, through gummy, through, um, uh, you know, syringe or whatever it is, you know, oils and whatnot. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to smoke it. It doesn't be so loud. You don't have to do it in the public. So, you know, you yeah. know respect it. Right, right. Yeah, that's, that's a, that's a key know. point. You know, a lot of um, Native Americans, when they consume tobacco or, you know, even cannabis and sometimes, um, it would be very um, ceremonial. Yeah, it's a ritual. They would have yeah, a ritual, ritual ceremony yeah. to it. And, like, Native Americans, when they smoke tobacco to them, that was their prayer. Mm-hmm. That was going up into the, to the you know, to the universe, to right. the sky. yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, anything that you abuse, you lose, you know what I'm saying? It abuses you back, but it's a balance. Yeah. It's a balance in, in the sense of, and that goes for everything. That goes for alcohol. That goes for coffee. That goes yeah. for water. Food. <laughs> food. Food. Yeah, food is a big thing, right? Like yeah. I remember one time, uh, one of my friends back when I was in the church scene, cause I, I'm, like I said, I moved mm-hmm. past that. Um, I have my beliefs and of course I believe in the creator. A lot of people don't believe in the creator, but sure. I do. Um, but there was this this young man that had ripped jeans and long hair. He was about to be the presenter of the word that day. Mm-hmm. And um, this big pastor, you know, mm-hmm. obese pastor comes up to him and was like, you can't, you can't go up there like that. Why not? Well, you're not dressed appropriately. Again, you have to dress the same, speak the same, look the same, everything right. the same. Not, long to, not allowing God to work with you as an individual. And he's like, but man, what, what's wrong with my look? You have long hair, you have ripped jeans. Like you have to have a tie, short right. hair. And now that I look back in retrospect, I'm like, bro, you were obese. Yeah. Like, that, you know what I'm saying? What does the Bible say about that? Mm-hmm. But yet you're judging again, like you said, the person is not happy, so they have to put someone down. Mm-hmm. So you're not good enough. You can't go up there. I'm good enough, though, because mm-hmm. of my works, because I go to yeah. prayer, because I do church, because I have this title. But you, 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 you fall short. You can't, you can't abide here. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I think that's where... In our humanity, mm-hmm. you know, we we don't really think about things before we even say stuff. Mm. People don't really think about stuff, man. Mm. They they just mm-hmm. launch whatever because it's their opinion at the moment or their experience, you know, that they had that and they, that they cast judgment or criticism of people because. Again, their personal experience with it was criticized and judged by somebody that really affected them. That yep. you know, for whatever reason. But at the end of the day, you know, I sleep fine. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, especially with you know a little man, bit of cannabis, bro. Whatever is said or what, bro. I have stopped caring about what people think about what I'm Good. doing. I stopped. Mm-hmm. I've stopped and I said, God, if you're going to help me with this, then just allow me to not care because I used to care. Mm-hmm. That's growth, right? You know, but I said, God, if you have really, then allow me to to get past all the criticism and be able to just be able to teach people that want to learn, who want, like she said, are you open to an alternative? Mm-hmm. You know, there's some people that are so stuck on, this, this, this is the way it's got to be. And, you know, well, how has that worked for you? Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, I believe, yeah, you have to mature. You have to grow up. You have to take a stand. You have to say, you know what? I'm calling the shots on my life now. Mm. 
Yeah. How many people do you know that are saying, you know what, I'm not going to let my doctor, you know, I'm going to take control of my health. Mm-hmm. There's not too many people that do this. So I, I do have to exercise. I do have to meditate. I do have to take care of myself. I'll walk. I'll run. I'll ride the bike. I'll do what, chase my son, do whatever. I, I stay active because that's you know, with my family. Right. You know, yeah. I don't really do too much with other people. I, you know, yeah. unless they, I'm helping them or, but family comes first. And oh, God, yeah. you know, God is, I want to be transparent mm-hmm. in that sense. Yeah. Do you think that, um, you know, cannabis is going to be legalized everywhere at one point? Because it's been gradually being <laughs> legalized little by little. You know what I mean? Do you think that's kind of like what it's going towards to now? A lot of people are being more educated from it, understanding it to be more recreational medicine. What I think do you think? I think the states are going to find out, those states that don't have it are going to find out how much money's coming out too. Yeah, that too. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they're missing out on them having because if as tourists are coming through and that want that use it are not going to be able to use it in those states and so they're going to miss out and they're going to hear it from other governors and other senators you know and they're probably going to get influenced to yeah to make it legal so i i think in the next five to ten years it might you know look how far we've gotten in the last 10 years yeah there was an article yeah. that said that um americans consumed more cannabis than they did chocolate <laughs> <laughs> And that's because, you know, and that's with cannabis being in chocolate, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I believe it. It's you know, crazy. Yeah. And it's because um, I think a lot of people who were using opiates mm. are now, because they're old hippies, too, you know, like, right. the, you know. The 70s and the all 70s, that yeah, stuff. Yeah, so they, what used to work for them became illegal and you could get locked up. Mm-hmm. So a lot of those people, are, I, I believe a lot of that are going back to that. You know, yeah, a lot of businessmen too. You know, and, you know, yeah. and like where it's you know, right? You know, frowned upon. You know, right. but you'd be surprised who. Oh yeah, man! Yeah. You go to a dispensary, you see people with like ties and stuff. Yeah, I used to do this back in the day. Wait, aren't you like a lawyer or something? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's just to yeah. say. But you see people from all across, all spectrums of life. You know what I mean? That just comes to show how many people were introduced to it, but because it was stigmatized, mm-hmm. society saying no. You know, for whatever reason. And really, we do know the reason it was more racial than anything, yeah. um, you know, but people consumed it, you know, because it's, it's so natural. It's there. And, and I think more and more people are going to start being introduced to it and knowing about it. And people such as yourself that are coming out and, and yeah. talking about it and, and, you know, testifying of its impact in their life. I think that's going to be, you know, more of a of a trend moving yeah. forward. You know, there's courses people can take here now. You know, in uh, in the state of Washington, you know, was actually one of the first states to develop uh, an academy of cannabis science, bro. Mm. You know, it was, um, and they have this program in different colleges. You know, that, uh, UNLV. Mm. Okay, we teach online course um, on the medical use of cannabis, like Cannabis 101. You know, crazy. And and there's different um, courses you can take. You know, cooking with cannabis. Wow. Um, CBD and stuff like that um, for pets, you know, and stuff like that. So pets can also benefit from it, you know. Really? Yeah. Man, yeah. Where can people go to find those type of classes? Dude? You can go to um, to the Cannabis Alliance um, or the, the Cannabis Alliance, the Academy of Cannabis Science. Okay. Um, you can look it up on Google, Academy of Cannabis Science, and you can, um, when you go into the website, I think it's academyofcannabisscience.com. Mm-hmm. Um, you can look at the courses on there, you know, and if you want to take like a practice course or whatnot, you know, they'll let you, you know, mm-hmm. you can reach out to the person himself, yeah. you know, and it's, 
it's a very educational, very, you go at your own pace online. You can, you know, it's a self-taught type of thing. They give you a little quiz or test at the end, you know, and just, and it's not even to give you an A or a B. It's just right. to test your knowledge that you right, right. catch something simple, you know, just yeah. the benefit of that. So, you know, it's, you know, I, I, I recommend, you know, people to take at least that, that, um, that course. Yeah. That to educate themselves. Yeah. To educate themselves about where it came from, mm-hmm. how did it come to the U.S., and why was it demonized? You know, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and um, and you'll find out that learning about how it came to be and, and why it isn't being used or now, I mean, there's you know, you start to understand why you know, like yeah. the whole like the government right control and stuff like that. Right. You know, so. How is um your experience with cannabis in regards to um, if you want to call it your high or the, when you consume it? Mm-hmm. Um, the reason why I ask is because with me, I mean, I have a, a very inter- interesting relationship with cannabis because I stopped smoking it for a very mm-hmm. long time. Um, but when before I got into the whole church thing, um, I had a, like a an impact where I felt like my mind opened. Mm-hmm. And I saw life from a different perspective, a different lens. It was very an interesting, impactful uh, moment for me. Mm-hmm. And I've had a similar situation when I actually was not consuming cannabis and I was praying. Mm-hmm. And it was almost like a trance, like a meditation, but it was the same sensation. And I could never explain why. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. why did I have the same experience such as if I had consumed it, but I wasn't? Um, and I know for everybody is different, but how was your experience with it? I, to me, I I become deeper in my in my thought process mm. of my gratitude when I'm medicated. Mm. Um, I become more detailed in my prayers. I become like more, not that I need to be fancy, but yeah. I just my gratitude is different right. because it's so personal. Yeah. So to me, just I mean, I I show my appreciation is just like, man, I I can't thank God enough for choosing me to experience His love mm-hmm. for me, mm-hmm. His forgiveness for me, but then also to allow me to have a sickness that I could be able to help others. Right. I thank you, God, for trusting me. Yep. You've trusted me, and and even though I'm fighting this, I thank you. Right. I think because in in my battle, I, I can understand and sympathize mm-hmm. with someone else who is experiencing something and doesn't have the support, or, or they don't they don't have the support from somebody who has gone through it. Right, that doesn't have the experience firsthand. Yeah, because it's 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 traumatizing spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically. Mm-hmm. Hearing you got cancer. Right. Now we're gonna can't practice. even imagine. Yeah. So it's like, you know, in so you have to maintain that 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 animal, that you know, courage, mm-hmm. you know, from the get go, and and even though some people know, he's going to die or she's going to die, yes, so they already, yeah, so they already cursed you, yeah, using that words, you know, the spelling to you know, cast a spell. He's, you know, he's more over there, yeah, condemning you already yeah. because of their faith, right? And their faith is, it's not even a mustard seed size. Whew. See, facts. So that's what. I, so I've already learned to, you know, handle my environment like that. You know, mm-hmm. in that sense. You know, and so now it's like, 
God is going to continue to do great things. Right. Because as this is going out into the airwaves, you know, people are going to, you know, they're going to either love it or they're going to hate it. Just like everything else. You could do the most perfect thing. People are going to judge you and hate it. <laughs> and, and, and the thing is that I'm not trying to convince you. Right. You know, I'm just saying that this is what's working for me. There you go. Okay. And, and I'm, not, I'm very well respected in the community. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've become the, the liaison to the evangelical community here in the state of Washington. Mm. So if there's any church that wants to get educated on um, how CBD works, how cannabis works on the medical side, they can reach out to me. Wow, and we have a team of you know people that we can go and take and take a translator if it's in Spanish or if it's in English. We have a group of people that we can have a dialogue. Mm-hmm. What challenges do um, you know some of the pastors from churches like? What do they challenge you with? Like, what do they tell you? Oh, Fumar, smoking is not. It's not of God. You're smoking. You know, I get it. Yeah. I understand. Let God judge me on that one. Right. Let Him judge me on that. But. I also do CBD. I also the reason why I smoke is because instant, yeah, yeah, relief. Right. Yep. Okay, that's the fastest. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I do edibles. I do other things that take a little bit longer to get activated in my system, and that's what people need to understand. That's why a lot of people do the smoking part. Yep. Because it's it's right there in that moment within yep. five ten minutes, and exactly, you know, it, it begins to work on you. So. Yeah. Um, but th- that has been the biggest criticism. Whoever know? says like, oh, yeah, because you're the temple of God. Because I could just think about what yeah. they could say. Like, your lungs are damaged, you're damaging your lungs. But how much times do we damage ourselves being out on the street with just the natural pollution? Yeah. Or the Coke that we drink with our tacos? You know what I mean? Like, we're damaging our body and, and it's in so many day. different ways. It's every day. Yeah. The, the abuse is every day. And right. I don't try to do that. Right. You know, um, I fast. I, I, I like to put what the Word of God says, the prayer and fasting. And so I, I do that. I practice that. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's why, you know, I, I have to look at myself in the mirror and say, you know what, am I taking care of the temple of God? Mm. Am I judging people in my mind? In my sp- if what I'm projecting every day, you know, is, I'm not looking to get um, like pats on my back for my friends or people. No, I mean, God, man, I, let me... Yeah. You know, let me be your servant today. Right. You know, and that's what I look for. And then in, in between, yeah, I work and but I'm always around people and I wanna get to know people. You know, that's yeah. what I love what I do, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Especially as, as a calling as a pastor, when you're led to certain people you could impact them in a positive way. I mean, that's really what the calling is. Guiding them, yeah. giving something that they don't know, educating them, you know. Yeah. Um what where do you see can a pastor in, in five years? Man, kind of pastor, man, with the right team and with God's help and support and guidance. And, you know, I think that we're going to have, uh, you know, a means to be able to take care of other people. Mm. You know, um, I believe that there's there's a an avenue, you know, there's a bus, let's say, that we can ride, you know, and along the way, you know, you can help people mm-hmm. you know, and you're riding this bus, you know, but... With me, I want this this bus to be like like CBD and cannabis, but you know, there's you know, there's veterans, there's the the homeless, there's um, the elderly, you know, um, the widows, you know, and the orphans, mm-hmm. you know, that that I believe God has has put in my heart to to help, and I believe that the cannabis pastor mm-hmm. and and whatever we can do, it's going to be able to do that to be able to help and bless, you know, yep, 
you know, what has been in my heart right. that God put in, you know, he deposited, like, because right. I, I, mean, I have a sensitive response, bro, when I see people homeless, when I see orphans, you know, it's just, he, God pricks at my heart, you know. Uh, it, I have no doubt that, you know, you, your, your story is going to impact a lot of people. Um, and that your journey is blessed, man, you know, because, yeah. like, you come from a very, I can feel it, a very genuine place, like, in your heart to help people yeah. out. And, you know, I have no doubt you will be successful in everything that you do because, first and foremost, yeah. you have God on your side, man. Yeah. You know? You know, the support from the people that have blessed me, you know, in, in, in my colleagues, mm -hmm. you know, who, who have believed in me and say, you know what, Vic, you're doing well, you know, and you're going to, I can see you doing that. Right. You know? I've been blessed to God send me friends that were not even from the church, mm. you know, from the church that I grew up in as a kid, that he's brought other people mm -hmm. that believe in God and believe in what I'm doing. Wow, that's powerful. You know what I mean? So it's not going to be sometimes your own people. Right. You can't be a prophet in your own land. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so my friends who have supported me, you know, you know, through the whole, like my career as a professor in the college, when I made that shift from being, you know, life skills instructor and whatnot to teaching about cannabis, mm -hmm. you know, I got my friends that congratulated that were really genuinely happy for me. Right. And until this day, you know, I appreciate the fact that they encouraged me to like, man, you, you believe in, you do it, Vic. Don't, don't stop, you know, so... Yeah. I mean, a shout out to my friends who, you know, who have been good, you know, mm -hmm. who have been very, you know, supportive of me, you know, um, at the college. Mm -hmm. You know, they have, they've been that wind in my cell in the process. Mm -hmm. When my family didn't do it, you know, mijo, okay, mijo, now, now I believe that what you're doing is for a cause. Wow. Because you know? they but, can see the, the fruit of your labor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but... If it wasn't for these colleagues of mine that gave me that, I mean, I wouldn't have, I probably would have given up already, bro. Mm. You know, but they said, man, that's awesome. What you're doing is amazing. Yeah. The evangelical community needs to know that there's a, another side to that. It's not just recreational. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know what? You're right. But who's going to do it? Right. You know, and I said, man, I'm going to use my background, you know, my education. I went to school. I'm not a novice, you know, to, you know, what I've been doing, man. This has been 14 years now. Wow. And God has been good to me to be able to experience this 14 years of support and no support and yeah. <laughs> lowly moments. I mean, I've, I, I've cried sometimes by myself. It's like, man, do I stop doing this or what? God. So there were times of desperation when you wanted to throw in the towel. Man, I've, yeah, I've cried, man. I've, you know, I mean, my, my wife didn't even know I've, I've, I've cried about mm -hmm. stuff like this. You know, and I've just said, God, man, if this, then why do I have this passion about this? Right. Or take this passion away, man. Get the, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah. So sometimes you just got to say, man, if this is not what you want me doing, then close every door. And, but then more doors start to open. And then people are like, well, that's, that's the devil opening door. <laughs> <laughs> He's not the plug. So it's like I've had to be in my, you know, in that moment. You know, like when you, you know, I've had my moments with my son, you know, where I had to close the door and just have that, you know, mm. communication with my son. And I've had to do that with God, man. Right. You know, and just say, God, man, help me, man. That's powerful. But looking back, you know, you know looking back in, in, your, in, your, in your journey, because a lot of times we were going through things in the present state, and we're like, man, why is this happening? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you just can't see the way out. And then when you look back, you're like, okay, I see why that happened. 
and you kind of sense a lesson, you know, that was taught to you. Looking back, what what lesson, if you could think of anything that someone could take away from your story, what lesson was the most, um, you know, powerful that that spoke to you? And let me tell you that the word friends mm. is used too much, you know. Used lightly. It's used, yeah, it's used very lightly. Mm-hmm. And I've learned that with those experiences that my circle of friends has gotten smaller. Mm. You know, and it's gotten smaller, but it's become more genuine. You know, they're not just in the best interest of me, but my children, my wife, and mm-hmm. my son, you know, my family. So God has allowed things to happen for a reason. And I, I can tell you, bro, that the friends that I have are, they support me and they love me. And and that to me has been like what has given me the strength, you know, to like my wife has been a friend to me in this whole process. Mm-hmm. You know, I've asked her that, like, don't see me as like the wife, you know, my spouse, you know, how would you, if one of your friends would come up to you and see me as a friend, mm-hmm. you know, can you open your, you know, are you going to, would you do that to a friend? Would you start judging and cast? No, you wouldn't. Right. So it's like, I mean, what would Jesus do in this case? Yeah. So I, I always go back to that, man. What would God want me to do in this case? Mm-hmm. And is it going to hurt my family or is it going to benefit these people? I'm, I'm, I'm always looking, thinking, if what I'm doing is right, if, did I do it out of reaction or did I do it because I felt it in my spirit? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So that to me is important, brother, that, that I'm, whatever I'm doing in, in, in this, I, 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 some people wouldn't call it a ministry or a calling or whatever it is, but in what I'm doing now, I, I believe with all my heart that this is what, what God would want me to do right. to help those that are in need of an alternative. Mm-hmm. Now, you want to go to a real pastor, you want to go, I mean, I can send you there too. Right. You know, if you want a good church, I, I mean, I can recommend you a good church if that's what you're looking for. If you're not, but I have an other side to me that I can help you with if, if, if people are open, open-minded. open-minded. You know? yeah. So, Man. but that's what we have to offer, brother. That's so it's, putting ourselves out there and putting the hand out and if people want to take it they'll take the hand and or if they won't they'll just leave you hanging mm-hmm. and i'm cool with that yeah I, I recently heard that you know friends are the ones that number one um listen mm-hmm. you know not a lot of times are they going to give you like oh yeah that's too bad and this is what happened to me mm-hmm. or gloss over it but they will listen and genuinely want to help you and have like you said the genuine interest mm-hmm. of your well-being you know what I mean? Actually, want to help you out to become better. They make you better. Mm-hmm. They support you and make you better. Yeah. And you're right. A lot of times we we just you know say friend in a very light way, but we sometimes when we go through the hardest times is what really what we see. Yeah. Their colors are right in the yeah. most tough times. We see characters, the real character of people. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad that you're surrounded by by genuine people, man. And I mean, I'm excited to see what else awaits you in your life and your path man i'm, I'm excited for you because yeah. i know big things are coming your way yeah, thank you um thank and you. we're gonna have to be up to date with that yeah. so we're gonna invite you back again absolutely and, i would love to be back man and do whatever i can you know and yeah. have maybe even 
like people call or whatever yeah. they wanted to do to just ask and just you know don't not be afraid you know right. to to ask yeah i think we should do that that's a really good idea to go live and if anybody has any questions or anything yeah. like that you guys could tap in and have you discuss it and educate yeah. people you know because um as we know media is one of the biggest sources of input for people so if we could provide a platform where people could be educated on it and even spiritual questions too you yeah. know i did a poll just uh uh, a couple of days ago in regards to the subjects that people are interested in the mm -hmm. most and spirituality is one of the top ones okay interesting enough so you know there's definitely a hunger there a curiosity yeah. um but if people want to find you on social media where can they find you at yeah you can find me on my instagram page um canna pastor c-a-n-n-a pastor p-a-s-t-o-r and then also you can go on my website www.com canna pastor mm -hmm. you know dot com there you go you know so tap in if everybody um that that listened to this and yeah. if you think that this is beneficial to someone share it like it comment um you know obviously as we were saying god works in mysterious ways and works to people differently yeah but you could you could sense it when it comes from a good place and you could sense it when it's actually genuine and comes from the heart and so hopefully this was something that impacted people and, and touched you and maybe see things in a different light and different perspective which is what life is all about yeah don't get stuck in your bubble but check my boy out victor <laughs> um you know you. uh stay in touch in regards to the future of victor the canon pastor he's going to be on and we're going to talk more about your future plans and, and where you're at and yeah. and maybe have one of those segments that people could tap into and talk to you so absolutely i think yeah. that would be super super helpful but yeah. much love to everybody and um thank you for watching mouthpiece take care